0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobody's podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle
1: Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to
0: mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start.
1: Take a listen welcome back to nashville for nobodies everybody i'm kyle thurkey along
0: with bobby gordon and we are here with a guy i have the privilege of playing with uh, pretty frequently we have dalton black how you doing good man thanks for having me oh it's our pleasure yeah man
1: thanks for coming on
0: so um i don't know a whole lot about your backstory i know you're from tennessee so go ahead and give us like a quick rundown of how you got into music and how you ended up in nashville
2: so I grew up in Eastern Tennessee, as they're saying in the songs right now. Eastern <laughs> Tennessee—I've never heard it called that until I heard it on the radio, like that. But East Tennessee is where I grew up in Knoxville, so that's why I have orange on or some form of orange at all times, because that's in our religion there, you know. But uh, <laughs> so growing up, I just played sports and stuff. I never really, uh, never really did music or anything like that. I was in you know chorus and stuff like that in school. Um but when I hit middle school, I actually took a competitive dance. Oh, and, I, wow. and I danced from uh, all through middle school. Uh, I had some cousins that were were pretty far into it, and I took dance, and I took all forms of dance. All and right, I was not expecting yeah, that yeah. to no, come right? out of you right. at all. Yeah. Well, I'm liking where this is headed. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I show it at times, you know, with, with uh, some of the stuff we do downtown, obviously, we're not doing, you know, you know, the ballet or tap or anything crazy right. like that, but, um, you know, I took dance, and that was really my first kind of um, stage time or anything that I did. Nice. Um, I never really had a, uh, a fear of crowds or anything. When I was in kindergarten, I actually did a uh, storyteller's contest to where I got on the stage. I recited an entire book and kind of acted it out, and then i guess the dance thing really brought even more of that out that you know expression and, and stuff on stage so um the stage stuff kind of came naturally i didn't really pick up the guitar until i was probably 19 and i picked it up like a hobby oh, wow. you know actually i traded a, a like a ps3 for a guitar <laughs> at a pawn shop just because you know just to find a new hobby the, right. the, the play the ps3 had had played its time out and i uh i got a guitar and I could always, riding down the road, that's the first thing like my family and stuff will tell you that, that they kind of knew the music was was where I was going because riding down the road, I could always change the lyrics to any song at any time, whether I had heard it or not. And the songwriting thing, once I got the guitar, obviously it takes a long time to, to get anywhere with it, but the, the lyrics came pretty naturally. And I, I started writing songs, I would say, in 2015. And then okay. I moved to Nashville in 2017. Kind of, uh, it is a three-hour trip, but it, it from where I was at in East Tennessee to here is, is worlds apart, you oh, know, yeah. musically. Oh, yeah. And I came here, and the first two years I worked at a, a cowboy boot store. Uh, nice. down on second avenue so i i saw broadway every day but i was nowhere near you know i, I was kind of intimidated by it but i was more in awe of it like oh you know these are the best musicians in the world this is you know if i'm going to learn anything i'm not going to learn you know where i was this is where i'm going to learn at. Oh, that's
1: exactly how i felt and why i was drawn here i was like i without going to school yeah I couldn't learn anymore where I was at. Right. I was kind of just at this point. And when I came to Nashville and visited, that was the same feeling I had. And I was like, man, if I could get here like this, I could be surrounded by the best musicians in the world. And the reason I felt comfortable with that was because when I came to visit... And I told these guys that I played bass they were trying to get me to come up on stage they were like hey come sit in oh yeah and I was like ah <laughs> yeah, and you know and like I, I learned who they were and, and you know I was like oh my god like I, I could learn and, and grow and do a lot here sorry sorry to cut in there but that's, yeah. that was the same kind of feeling I had so yeah
2: I definitely can relate to that there was you know I, I would make friends down on, on lower Broadway from working at the bootstore and just in passing and all come you know uh sit in no way you know those right. those first you know however long there's no way you know i was such in awe of it i i remember being here before kid Rock was here before blake shelton's was here before you know any of the artists really yeah. had bars down there and and it was kind of more of a uh select you know um select bars down there but still in all of it and even more in all of it now because it looks you know it's getting more and more like like Times square and the lights are i just think getting brighter but
1: well the buildings are getting taller yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so there's most definitely getting brighter the buildings are getting taller so they can do i mean like kid rocks it's got that real tall real big one that scales almost what and then air church is
2: is going a story above it i think yeah it's doing five stories That's, That's insane. insane.
1: I think yeah. I think it's five stories <laughs> yeah. with a rooftop, yeah. so oh, six nice. total. Yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe five total, but I yeah. think it's five. I feel like five could be plenty. They don't yeah, have to. Yeah, five, six. <laughs> plenty. I hope. I hope here. I don't know what their floor plan and what their layout is going to be there, but I'm really hoping that like one floor is just. For food, yeah, and so people, yeah. if people want to eat, can go eat, and they yeah. can still like the live music can be played. You can still order food elsewhere, I'm sure, but I'm hoping that they just have one floor just dedicated to food. Yeah, that, <laughs>
2: that would make the most sense. Throw, throw an acoustic yeah. up there, that's yeah. fine. But yeah. Just like right. yeah, one floor dedicated to rough. food, yeah. I think
1: would be a, a move to do.
2: Yeah, I think that would be the probably the smartest route for them.
0: Plus with ex- as expensive as food is down on Broadway yeah. and around Broadway, it's that's your moneymaker for sure.
2: <laughs> exactly. And Eric Church is my guy, but, you know, I don't know.
0: That doesn't mean we can afford to eat there. Right, exactly. <laughs> we do this exactly. for a living. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that that's so. So you get to Broadway. You're not playing on Broadway yet. You're still figuring everything out, meeting people. When do you take that jump and what does that look like?
2: So, I took the jump in twenty nineteen. Um, the NFL draft was was getting ready to come to to Broadway. I remember and, that. so insane. Yeah, and the boot store was anticipating you know the <laughs> craziest numbers ever. And me, I was the assistant manager, and the manager left the weekend before. So, oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> and he went to do the same thing, and so we we took that that. Uh, dive in 2019 and uh, started playing acoustic and I started that was the first year I wrote five days a week I wrote you know I had a goal of you know 150 songs in 2019 and I hit it and 2019 I, I immersed into you know what I came here to do was mainly to write songs and then you know I started playing acoustic a little bit then the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. and then uh, I had a few odd and end jobs, you know, there with Grubhub and like like we all have. And oh yeah, um, and then I went as soon as we could come back from the pandemic, pretty much seven seven a week, um, right out right out the gate. Acoustic anytime you know they would have me, and I played at the airport a little bit then and. I didn't get with the band i played pretty much solid acoustic okay. until um the end of 2020 and then then i started the band and in, in the end of the tail end of 2020 and and 2021 to what it is now
0: nice so at what part during that because you were writing a lot and i mean that takes a lot of discipline to crank out that many songs in a year that's impressive but when did you start recording and putting out music
2: uh, I think the first song came out in 2017. Oh, you know, nice. when I when I came here, I was fortunate enough. Some of those guys that worked at the boot store were were musicians as well, and I just my first ever writers round was in 2017 with them, and and we started writing together. and And I released some stuff early that I have taken down now in 2017, and then um, have attempted to release at least one per year uh since then
0: okay that's pretty cool um so i know you from playing the tootsie circuit yeah um is that where you started is that where you've been the whole time Mm -hmm. um did you get on to it through like setting in with a friend or did you do their audition
2: i have never been to the the saturday thing i have seen the the live stream and stuff but i was fortunate enough a close close friend of mine is josh page and and i credit him a lot with with a lot of things because because he's taught me so much in this town and he's he's great at all of them and i had expressed to josh we were writing together and i said oh i'm thinking about you know trying to play acoustic you know get the chops up you know and and kind of learn more of more of that side of things He's like, okay you say the day and you know we'll we'll put you in the right place and and he took me, and, and I met with John Taylor, which is, you know, who books for them. And, and I met him, and, and I have been doing that ever since. So I, I credit Josh with with all of that. Josh is, is instrumental in my growth. He produced these last songs that I put out, and, and he got me started down there, which has ultimately changed my life and, and allowed me to, to grow in this dream that I came here to chase. So Josh is how is how i did
3: it i mean we've, awesome. we've heard
0: that many times you, you meet somebody you make a friend and then that's your way into this situation which inevitably leads to our career in music yeah it's, it's all through personal relationships it's got
1: it's it literally is about who you know mm-hmm. i mean it is i mean that's how i got here was a guy that grew up in the same town as me he was living here and when i came to visit i met up with him and it just Mm-hmm. kind of was a snowball yeah. effect from that point on. So, you've been on the Tootsie circuit since 2020? 2020. 2020? Yeah. 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, do you play where all do you play on the on the circuit?
2: On the circuit. So, we have played every stage we've we've opened and closed every stage since uh 2021. I have uh, I've only closed. I only close and I only work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nice. Close um good so they have right been mm-hmm. very very good to me but home base for us is kind of found we found a, a different home and and rippies rippies is kind of home for us um we've that's our family you know the the staff and everything is that's where we feel the most at home and and that's where we were playing two to six and and it kind of grew from there but um we'll spend more of our time at rippies uh, i'd say three shifts a week's at Rippy's, ones at tootsies or you know we'll we'll get down to honky tonk central a little bit but we have more of a, a country driven set list so we don't get over to kid rocks too often gotcha yeah. um those shifts are definitely more rock and yeah, roll yeah. driven
0: yeah the, the even though like it is a more country set list, but you bring all kinds of energy, and you pick guys to play with that have all kinds of energy. Um, I'm now so that to see
1: your show. Yeah. I'm gonna come, well, I, I play every time you do, but yeah. I'll figure it <laughs> right? out. Yeah. I'll figure
0: it out one of these nights. I'm yeah. going to come see you. So yeah, now you that I know that, that like you have... A history in dance, and yeah. that you've been on stage since you were a wee little Dalton. Yeah. Uh, it makes a lot more sense of where like all that inner Because a lot of times, it's really hard to push somebody out of like yeah. that introverted kind of on stage zone and be outgoing and put on a show the way you well, do.
2: I, I will tell you this: I do credit John with that initial push. Oh, really? Because I I kind of stayed behind the guitar you know we we get that acoustic and we we kind of mm. stand behind it and i didn't know how and my dad has the entire time my dad has said you got to put the guitar down if you put the guitar you got to cut you know mm-hmm. if that's when you'll shine is when you come around it
3: mm-hmm. and i was
2: like nah no." Nah, you know i always brush it off and then john was like yeah i think you should put the guitar down just to see what happens and that was the smartest. I haven't carried a guitar in two years now down there. And nice. It makes my makes my trip a lot lighter, oh, I'm which, sure, I'm, right. which I'm, I'm appreciative. Sure. But um, and then it, now
0: you get to jump off and dance yeah, with yeah. the crowd and run across the bar. Yeah, and yeah so lots, it's a lot things.
1: easier to do that stuff
2: when you don't <laughs> have a guitar <laughs> strapped yeah, to you, yeah. That's for sure. Right. Of and,
0: course, the guitarist isn't immune from having to jump on the bar yeah, and shred yeah. too. So, I, well, mean, it's I, I wouldn't
2: even, I couldn't <laughs> do that. I could, be, I could, I tell people I can, I can hold it, you know, they yeah. can play it, I can hold it.
0: Yeah. No, I, like the handful of guys that I've gotten to play with because, i've played with you like they're all in that same like let's put on a great show right. let's have a lot of fun yeah. and that's that's my favorite thing about playing i've always said that like if if the band is having fun yeah the crowd doesn't have a choice exactly and i've never not had fun on stage with you so i really appreciate
1: yeah i
2: always have enjoyed
0: you, you you yeah, calling too, yeah. me every, every
1: time he talks about you man that's that's all i hear is how much energy y'all bring oh, yes. and how much fun y'all have and that that sounds right up my alley. So like I said, I definitely got to come check out yeah. your shows. Yeah, man, you two sure. would get along quick. Yeah, we got get to. <laughs> Definitely,
3: definitely. Uh, All right, so,
0: so we talked about how moving to Nashville and getting into music changed your life, but music has changed your life in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you've done the the pcb trip
2: several several times
0: you want to you want to go into that story and what that did for
2: you so yeah to I, i owe a lot to to music and and the doors that it has opened um last year i guess was our first um experience getting to travel a little bit with tootsies and we went to panama city and and in that first trip i i met someone in panama city that that now lives here and we're engaged and You know we're going to be married this year and and she moved up here thank you she moved up here in december but she worked down in panama city and and i met her on that first trip her name samantha and uh it has it has led me to you know the love of my life and and i'm so excited about that and we get to go back to panama city this year and play some more but um nothing will beat that first trip you know and, and meeting you know we met and um how the progression that is made in my life. You know, I, I now have a uh, daughter you know, that I did not have before, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I have a, you know, a soon-to-be wife, so it has changed my life in a lot of very positive ways.
1: That's good, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's I eerie.
0: see the pictures and stuff yeah. that you're always sharing on Facebook and everything, and it's, it's so fun to see, like, a family come together like yeah. that and how, like, I mean... You guys just all seem to click and everything. Right. It just seems so amazing. So I'm super I'm super happy for you about that. And Thank that's you. a super yeah. cool story. Yeah, uh, like yeah. you go down, play a show and end up yeah. a family man. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it
1: it happens, man.
2: It uh there there's more to that story which uh, I don't get to talk about enough. So in twenty twenty one my mom passed away and my mom and I were close. My dad and I are very close. Um, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but my mom and I was were close and and uh one of the last things her and I had talked about was was kids and I was like you know i I'm not really in the place right now and uh, and she's like well just make sure they know that um you know i I would have been the best grandma ever and she would have been um but she passed unfortunately in 2021 and I attribute meeting samantha to uh my mom you know my mom that directly go hand in hand i think she knew that there was a void and mm-hmm. and samantha has has filled that void perfectly and carson which is our daughter and uh i know that that comes directly from from my mom and that that's an even better part of that story is is there was a hole in my life then Uh, because i wouldn't expect you know you don't know how to be 27 and and without a parent but yeah i I can't imagine yeah she uh she has filled that you know and and i know that my mom is is somewhere working you know working behind the scenes on that pulling some strings yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely
0: that that's awesome i love hearing stories like that and like as a father that whole like building and you know every, cultivating that relationship with a kid is super special right? and it's super cool to get to see that so I'm glad that you're yeah. sharing pictures in your stores you you had a father daughter dance yeah, recently
1: yeah, this past that week. was yeah. freaking adorable Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, I, I saw really that too that. I recently started following you um, and yeah I, I saw that too man that was awesome
2: that's something you know I a year ago or you know a year and a half ago now but that I would have not imagine to be a thing and and or something that that would have been in my life right now but there's no better time than than that right now mm-hmm.
1: just another way to show how music brings people together in some of the most unexpected ways unexpected yeah typically unexpected yeah. Ways. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like uh, nothing ever happens like you think it's supposed to <laughs> right right yeah, speaking true. of things that don't happen like you think they're supposed to you mentioned the other night when we were on a gig a medical story that involves a horse
2: okay that
1: was yeah, extremely he was kinda, interesting he was kind of telling me about this earlier he's like i'm gonna ask him about this when and we're on the podcast and i'm like i am so curious yeah
0: and like we didn't get a, a Super long chance to talk about it, so I don't understand how one led to the other. So can you, would you go into that story Absolutely. for me? Because I'm super
2: yeah, excited. <laughs> that I, I find myself telling that one more than than any of them because it is so you know obscure, but it it ultimately saved my life. So my family in East Tennessee, I had went back to East Tennessee. I want to say in 2018 um, to just a visit, and my family's always had kind of horses around. You know, we don't really. It's not like a farm or anything. They just always have had one or two, you know, here and there. And, and uh, I was riding that day, and I got bucked off, and and she she threw me over her head, and I rolled and I stood up. And my in East Tennessee we say papaw. Papaw was there, and my dad was there too. And he said, "Oh, you took that, you know, good. You know, you rolled and stood up." And I put my hand in my shirt. And I knew that that it had not been so good. Uh, I had my collarbone was broken. It looked like this. I know there's not a camera, but I'm showing you two. It looked like this. And See,
1: we got to get a camera in here. It, it was yes. sticking
2: up, and like, well, I didn't take that so good. So, and they, where my grandparents live, is about 50 minutes to Walmart. So you can imagine that's how long it is to the hospital too. Uh, that's awful. so I had to ride in the car for about 50 minutes. To, to the, the hospital collarbone
1: like that Oh yeah. that had to be so
0: yeah. And you know long. Every single one of those Tennessee bumps now Oh yeah
2: <laughs> Oh, man. oh <laughs> man I don't ooh. And uh, it, it was You know Broken To where they brought The x-ray machine In the waiting room So I knew that You know Something Something was not Not good and So they scheduled A um, A collarbone surgery And In the pre-op they said we're seeing something on the scan with your heart that you you may need to go see a like a cardiologist or a heart surgeon to just get clearance to have collarbone surgery and from birth i had a birth defect with my heart which we knew about but it was never you know it's minor i had one checkup a year and nothing you know it was a check in a box and we went saw him once a year and and I hadn't gone and seen him in a few years since I turned 18. And, and I hate the doctor like most men do. And, and yeah. <laughs> if I can avoid them at all mm-hmm. cost, I do. Um, but I had never had issues, you know, nothing, not, no physical. So no reason to yeah, think no that there reason, would have been a problem. No reason at all. And I went to, to see the surgeon just to get clearance. That's all I thought I was there for was to get clearance. And uh, he was like, no, this is scheduling. Like we're we're scheduling heart surgery. I was like, I'm scheduling collarbone surgery. He goes, No, we. I'm going to sign off for you to have collarbone surgery, but as soon as the mobility comes back, we have to have heart surgery. I was like, oh, you know, this is this just turned into something a lot bigger. So I had um, the birth defect I had was I had a irregular valve. My aortic valve was irregular, so it it. You know, most people, the normal ones have three outlets. My only had two, and I had developed an aneurysm in one of them. So, the aneurysm was restricting blood flow, and it had grown to a point to where, you know, I had a little bit of shortness of breath and stuff like that. I just thought I was eating too much McDonald's and KFC and Taco Bell. I mean, that's what I um, attribute mine to. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, uh, now
1: I'm like, do I need to go get checked?
2: I thought thought it was that, and um, it was – I had shortness of breath and things like that, and uh, so I had collarbone surgery, and then I had open heart surgery, and I had full um, aortic valve replacement uh, three months after I had collarbone surgery, and I have the big, pretty scar now, and I have to go to the doctor once a month, so that was the... The irony and all of it right. is I was avoiding the doctor, now I have to go to the doctor for the rest of my life I have to go once a month, which is um which is an okay trade because the heart surgeon said if you know, I wouldn't have had any reason to go if I didn't break my collarbone and the, the aneurysm would have probably ruptured within the year and it's you it's like zero zero point Six to to live through an aneurysm rupture yeah. in the aortic valve. So yeah. uh, even if you do it at a hospital, you're not going to live through it. And so the horse saved my life. And um, yeah, that's the that's the crazy story. You know, I
1: it's just one of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm right? still processing right, all this yeah. for one, but two. I'm glad that you're okay because yeah, yeah. so far from what I can tell, you're you're an awesome dude, man. And three like it's crazy how things happen in our life to lead to those things that like potentially for you saved your life Yeah, Yeah. like that's you know it's I'm sitting here I've I've been looking at your tattoos the whole time and a lot of it's really making sense to me and um, it's just one of those things like you know, you think that might have been one of those things your mom was your mom still around for she that? was still she was living still for, that yeah okay.
2: yeah she was still around for that one so she and, got
1: to actually take care of him I'm yeah sure. she got to actually see that and
2: <laughs> dad just pulling strings dad yeah. as well but um yeah it's, that's, that's so every crazy, time i tell that story it's like no you know no way you know what are the odds and it's truly saved my life that's
0: and then you went from so being insane. like super pissed at the horse for breaking yeah. you to being like super thankful you're, right. that you're not yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's your we're favorite still, we're
2: horse. Still, now. Yeah, it's, I don't know about that. You oh. know, it's my my bone still hurts pretty bad, but she did save my life. <laughs>
0: All right, so for all the horses out there, they got to yeah. do something a little bit better than saving your life to be number one horse. Yeah, well, <laughs> I,
2: I, I did promise the, the, sur- the heart surgeon that I would never get on one again. And, and that was going to be my next yeah. question,
1: actually. I was seriously, yeah. thinking, I, was, I was like, so um, are you ever going to get on a horse again? Yeah,
2: he, he did ask me to promise him that, so I said that's yes. Funny, you know, that's funny. Yeah.
1: That's fair. I, I think that's a good trade-off. I have
2: a metal plate and 18 screws in my – Collarbone, so I, I did so my this time. This wasn't just a broken. Yeah, collarbone. you I, oh, obliterated. Yeah, this I did thing. my time. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yes. I'll show you. Oh, oh, wow. that's a hell of a scar. And especially yeah. if you oh. see the the X-ray, you can see individual. You can count all eighteen. Dang. So when you go through like airport
1: security and stuff, it does not actually. It doesn't. It doesn't go off. Or that's anything?
2: what surprises me all the time. Like I go see uh, the Preds play, and I go see Tennessee play. All their sports, and I have to walk through a metal detector every time.
0: And it never, never picks up.
2: And I have a, you know, a one in my heart. You know, I have a mm-hmm. medical device here and here. Never. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: That's so crazy. I feel like I, a, I, I thought I, for sure you're like, yeah, I got yeah. It. They got to like, yeah. say, show if them I even something think about something yeah. metal, I feel like it goes yeah. fast. So. I mean, I, I have half the time, like even this necklace. Necklaces. Yeah. Now, usually this, that
2: stuff gets me.
1: Like, this is just like a rock, You're right? Like it's, it's, <laughs> like it's nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah, usually that that kind of stuff they they'll get me with, especially at the airport. But none none of the uh the heart stuff.
1: So you said you played at the airport for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah. So what was that experience like? Uh, just like, you know, what what time did you have to? What was your shift there?
2: Six thirty a.m. Oh, jeez. Six thirty a.m. to ten a.m. Which is which is a great shift because there is a lot of people coming through the airport yeah. at those times. And a lot of people will stop at Tootsie's in the airport and eat I breakfast or, or do whatever. And uh, we had to be there, you know, starting to sing at 6.30. And it was just acoustic. Um, and did you run your own sound there? Was that one of yeah. those deals you had mm-hmm. the soundboard next to you? Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, real simple... Um, kind of thing not many requests there just kind of you know play top 40 or play you know real especially that early in the morning i was playing a lot more of the slower Mm -hmm. slower stuff you know uh but i i really enjoyed the airport and i always had a a good um turnout tip wise and and i met some some cool people i met um this one uh, older guy came up and he tipped me and he said, My son was doing exactly what you're doing, and he's Tyler Farr now. And I was like, Well, that's kind of cool, you Neat. know.
3: Neat. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> like,
2: and, and a few more of those stories where I'm just met people like, um, just passing through mm-hmm. and made some, uh, relationships from the airport that still, you know, will follow the music to this day. The airport was fun and it's just, um, it's different from the the downtown bar environment, which is oh, cool. Absolutely, you know it was it was good to kind of get a, and you sit down and it's you know that's <laughs> that, a little different. That's always yeah. a plus. Yeah. Right, I don't right, have right. that problem. Stand right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby. Don't I'm have. To. I wish I could four four stand hours. up yeah. every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my butt but, starts to. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the airport. I always always had a good time out there.
0: I bet that would be a fun gig. Yeah. um do you still do any of the acoustic stuff, or are you just full no, just band full, all the time? No, just full band all the time, yeah. Do you prefer that, or do you kind I of do. miss the I'd, acoustic I'll, at
2: all? I'll play a writer's round here and there, because um, that's still what I... I identify myself as first as a songwriter, so I will still still play writer's rounds, and, and that kind of scratches that itch with, okay, with yeah, the, that the playing the acoustic, and it's and it's getting to play you know something I'm a part of, so... I do enjoy that a little more too.
1: So with you being a songwriter and and you you've got I'm I'm assuming the way you're talking about you kinda have a set band that you play with every week. Okay. Have you ever done any of the whiskey jam stuff?
2: No, I um in the last I would say last year or so I have kinda went through a change with with you know, kind of finding the songs that I that I like and and change my writing process to to writing for full band stuff. You know, I was before just kind of writing with an acoustic and kind of changed my direction a little bit. Okay. And that's what I had just started working on that we talked about, I guess, a few weeks ago, is that I am going towards a different sound, and I want to have that completed sound before I do any of those showcase Type things. I think that's, that's very smart. Yeah. I, I think um, that's a great idea. I don't want to take my songs that are already released because I, I am going to leave a few of the songs that are already released out um, with the country sound. But I said this actually on a podcast last year. I am switching genres to, to complete rock and and going away from country. It's not like a merger. It's complete opposite. S- switching. And I am still working to... F- you know still working in that direction and once i get that completed that's when we'll start playing you know the whiskey jams and the uh, stuff at live oak i played a few showcases at live oak you know with the country stuff but um that's when i really want to start getting around with that is when i have that completed sound Another good spot whenever you do get to that point
1: is the local. I don't know if you've ever. been Yeah, there. I, I enjoy yeah, that. I, I, yeah. I like I've the local. To it's a there spot. A of yeah. times. there's a lot of acts. I played a few writer's rounds. Okay, at the local. Yeah, 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 I like the local. I love one. that
2: place.
0: So, what is the motivation behind switching your sound?
2: Uh, I think, you know, like we all grew up on that stuff, and and grew up on country too. And uh, I never really, I tried to to fit into this box, I think, a little bit when I first came to Nashville with the country stuff with the, the cowboy hat and the stuff like that. Because that's kind of what you felt like you were supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I did the same thing, man. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I was wearing,
1: like, the boot-cut jeans and the Pearl Snap shirts and the clean haircut. I did the same thing, man. I did it. I had the boots the whole yeah. nine yards, And man. I
2: still wear the boots because that is a part of me. But I want to say, like, as cliche as it sounds, like, I found myself you know, I was able to really be expressive with the way that I dress. Like you'll see, like you probably saw the glitter boots. And, oh yeah. And my sign on stage is me in a fur coat. Hell yeah. And with glitter boots and, and I
1: fucking dig it. I, I definitely
2: it. <laughs> trend in that direction. I, I've always had a lot of tattoos and I came to Nashville with them and, and have gotten a lot more while I've been here too. You know, I have one on my face now and, um, so I, I, I want to say the best way to put it is I found myself, and that's why I, I am trending in more of that direction. Because of the energy, I think rock is able to encompass the energy. It's able to encompass the, the sound that I'm looking for and, mm-hmm. and to allow me to be expressive in the way that showcases me 1,000%. Yeah, you can truly express yeah. you. You're, exactly. Yeah. And it, it's not... Um, not to say the, the country stuff I was writing. I, I never really tried the truck bed and, and beer and you know stuff like that you because know, that was never me. Um, the song I have on iTunes and, and Spotify now is called Carhartt and Louis Vuitton, and that song is written as a – it shows a relationship, but that song was written strictly about me. It shows both sides. You know the carhartt and the louis vuitton how you know opposites attract and how opposite that um my interests were and like i love love you know basketball football and baseball but also love you know michael myers and, and wwe i've been looking at a lot at this and i and <laughs> yeah, i never miss title belts out there yeah, i'll show you i never miss monday night raw either you yeah know? i don't so, either man um but that and definitely this is
0: where I get kicked out of the podcast yeah. for twenty minutes <laughs> or so. It, <laughs> yeah,
2: but that's that's why it's it's I found myself and it, it allows me to be as me as I've ever been.
1: That's awesome, man! I absolutely love to hear that, and I I, I do. I, I, that was one of the things that coming to town for me. I really struggled with. Because I was always the punk kid, the skater, the biker. I, I, I raced dirt bikes, things like that. And I mean, as you see, I got a green mohawk. Yeah. Like When I moved here, I I encompassed this country style. Yeah. And I, I'm from Texas, so I had boots. Like th- That was very natural for me to wear mm-hmm. boots. I wore boots back home. But I usually wore a lot more, like I am now, all yeah. black and stuff like that. When I moved here, I brightened up my wardrobe. Yeah and i was wearing like blues and reds yeah. and whites and just stuff that was brighter on stage and then an artist that i was working with was like hey i need you to wear all black when you're on stage with me they're like i know everybody else wants this but like when you're on stage with me we're all black and i was like i can do that here yeah yeah and then after my divorce i w- i just went through and i was like you know what i w- i was like i'm just going to be me like i'm done playing a part yeah. on stage I'm just gonna be me and I'm not an artist I'm I'm a bass player and I've only been doing the, the co-fronting stuff the last year and a half or so two years but I finally was just like I'm just gonna be me and they're either gonna like it or they're not and right. it has been very well accepted yeah and as you've seen and you said like there's been a lot, a lot more rock stuff that's been played in town coming into town yeah. so now like I'm fitting these bands yeah. and I'm putting yeah. together these bands yeah. and so yeah it I feel you there, man. I I get that completely.
0: Well, and I've I've said a handful of times we've talked about it. Like you're not going to make everybody happy, regardless. Like Mm -hmm. I can play Friday night, Mm -hmm. and the band I'm with thinks I'm the best drummer on the planet, and I could play Saturday night, and they never want to play with me again. They think I'm awful, and nothing changed.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's there's
1: there's people in town that are like just straight music snobs. Yeah. And then there's people in town that are the music snob but also like the cool hang Mm
0: -hmm. and there's people that are just the cool hang
1: and And i try to stay away from the straight music snobs right (laughs) i
0: mean i think everybody does for
1: the most part yeah
2: i i I definitely see that um
1: there is there was a a drummer that um actually was one of the days i believe you were gone oh so you're blaming me for no, 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 no 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 i'm You'll understand. Um, I, it was either my, I, I think it was on a day that you weren't there for whatever reason. And this guy came and he, he's a great player. He actually plays all instruments and he's he's a fantastic player. But we were playing a song. It was, um, bum, 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 mm-hmm. bum, bum. bum. What's the, why can't I think of the name of that song? We played it today. <laughs> oh. That's going to kill me. That's going to uh. kill me starts with a T, right? Tulsa time. Tulsa time. Yeah, time. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, For some
0: reason, I, I was- I like, kept thinking Tesla yeah. time because that's what Noah calls it, and I was like, no, what's the be, real I, name?
1: <laughs> I was going to be like the Oklahoma song. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. uh, But the bass line is just bum, bum, bum. I mean, it's just straight the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I do the one and the five. Bum, 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 just to pep it up a little bit. Yeah. And he kept looking at me. and was like, no, it's like this. And like- the whole song and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. I'm still playing on the same beat. I'm just right. playing the, fit, the the root fifth instead. And he just was not having it. And I was like, first of all, this ain't your gig. Right. Hop off.
3: Yeah.
1: I've been here a lot longer than you. Second of all, I didn't do anything that hurt the song in any way, shape, or right. form. Right. Like, no other drummer has ever said anything to me about how I play that. But I don't know if it's just because he plays other instruments and like he knew the exact right, right but maybe but just because I was playing the one in the root fifth, he was just like really upset yeah. by that. I and, don't get and, that at all. And dude, there were so many other songs that we played that day that he would just like give me the look like you didn't play that right, right? And I'm like, that's cool. We haven't played a lot of these songs right. <laughs>
2: mm. <laughs> but, Sometimes
0: they're cooler when you don't exactly.
1: Yeah, like, well, and that's, can, that song is so boring things. for me if I'm yeah. just bum, bum, bum. Um, one note until it changes to the because sa- it has two notes for the whole song other than that beginning and, and outro walk yeah so I add in that root fifth because I feel it just kind of like peps up the song a little yeah. bit he was not having it <laughs> that's funny. I even I even looked at Noah and I was like look man like I know it's your gig and all I was like but I don't think I could ever work with that drummer again he goes cool deal he goes you're my bass player so he won't ever come back and we right. have not had him back. <laughs>
3: That, but that's he, one thing I he, like,
1: I see him around town. He plays a lot. He's very well. He's very he's very well known and well respected. And I again, I do respect the guy. Like he he's a great player. But just after that, I was like, I yeah, you're one of those guys I can't play with.
2: Yeah, yeah I've I, had a few of those trial. You know, being the band leader. You know, it's if it's good, it's it's my fault. If the person that we hire is good, or if the person that we hire don't fit us so well, it's right. it's also my fault. Yep. So. We've had a few of those um, to where it's like, great player, but never again. Just doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we've talked about this before on previous podcasts. You know, a lot of Nashville is very cliquish. It's kind of like high school. You've got to find where you fit. Mm -hmm. Right. And... I also get it because I have been that person who has been thrown into a gig. I'm just filling in and I don't fit this band at all. But, hey, they needed a bass player last minute. I was available. Yeah. So, like, in, in those situations, I understand. But it's it's definitely when you're – and even me and a lot of people like, you, you want your solid band because you want the same consistency mm-hmm. every week. And the bar wants that. Right. And they want to – they know what you guys bring. And so if you're swapping out players constantly – The bar doesn't like that. I know that because at the Valentine, I had Friday and Saturday, six to tens. Yeah. And Friday I brought in Todd Cameron. Same consistent show every week. We're still there. We crush it. And then on Saturdays, I had my own band. Yeah. But I couldn't keep the same singer. They didn't like the first two singers I had, so I had to swap the singers. Then it was every other week I was swapping out players because people were going on the road and this and that. I just couldn't have a solid band for Saturday. And they came up to me and they're like, look, we love you. We love working with you. We want to continue working with you. But for Saturdays, we're going a different route just because you're not bringing consistency. And I was like, I completely get that. Yeah, And so that's ever since then, that taught me a lesson of, if you're a band leader and you're putting together a band, you can't be on that. And I do blame Tootsie's Circuit for this, the constant swaps, because right. I, I do know when you first get in with them, you're called first thing in the morning, early yeah. in the morning, and then they're telling you, and then you got to throw together a band or they're throwing together a band. You don't know who you're playing with. Yeah. And then once you get more consistent gigs, as you are a product of that, the good product of yeah. it, yeah. Um, right? You've got a consistent band, a consistent show, and that's definitely what the bars want downtown. The staff wants, and I mean, and the people want it because when they come in, they when they come when people come in and watch these shows and watch these gigs, they think that all these people play together Mm -hmm. every single week. Mm -hmm. They don't know that it might be people thrown together because that's that's the idea of a band. That's what you think of like these guys are together all the time. And I mean, that was a big learning curve for me. I was, yeah. I was in, I was always me used too. to, you know, rehearsing before shows, yeah. not just showing up and playing with mm-hmm. people I've never met. Like that was yeah. so foreign to me. right? So
2: I think people coming to, they, they, it can be overwhelming, especially from a, like a small town. I'm talking like a consumer standpoint, it, it, it is overwhelming and it's all the bright lights and it's, you know, it's so fast and it's moving at such a high pace. I think it's like a like a comfort when they see somebody they've seen before and like yeah. oh, oh you yeah. know, I know, you know, I can sit in here for a, a little while and, and get a drink and, and and it's gonna be fine. It's not, you know, gonna be organized chaos, you know?
1: I mean I, I get those messages all the time. Um and so does so does Todd, the guy that I play for people come and see us at shows and then they you know the messages hey we're coming back or our friends are going right and like, where are you playing we want yeah. to send you to see your band like we loved it or for instance um we played here and some people in west virginia came and saw us where todd's from and then two weeks ago we played a show up there yeah and these people showed up and then they came and they're like hey we saw you at the valentine yeah we thought you were awesome so we had to come see your show so yeah like they don't good was, uh, yeah. does, man i just like had it.
2: had some uh some messages people telling us they were going to florida with us when yeah, i go back awesome. in april they'll they're like well we'll see, see you in florida. i've
1: had it opposite way where i've been on the road and then like, yeah. really oh oh yeah we're gonna come to nashville we'll yeah. come
3: see you yeah. and
1: it's 50 right. 50 they do But when they see you here and they know your show and you're going to their hometown, they show up. And that's such a cool feeling. And it was really cool for me because I'm a side guy in Todd's band. And, yes, I know I stick like a sore thumb in that band. um, But the the guy and his son were like, yeah, man, we were really upset because, like, you didn't have your mohawk up for this show. (laughs) Because it was like a rider's round type thing. So it was real chill. And I didn't do my hair that night. I was like, "All right, I guess I have to do my mohawk every right. gig. Like, I don't have a choice." Be on brand. <laughs> <laughs> it can't just be laying down. So,
2: I know Todd. I I've wrote with Todd a few times. Oh, have you? He was in another. He was in like a duo or something, right?
1: Yeah, a Dares run or a something. Dares, like that? yeah, 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 yeah. I knew him during that, during and that then write
2: it yeah. when they came off of uh, Real Country. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I haven't I haven't written with him in a while, but and it, I guess it was right after. Real country I had wrote with him.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. I've been working with him year and a half. Jesus no, going, on, going on Probably two years. Two. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think it was. He's a great guy. I like yeah, him. A yeah, lot.
1: man I, i've had a I've had a really fun time. Um, him and I will butt heads sometimes. Um, but when we're on stage man like there's there's something real magical with our band it's something that i have this is the first time in town i have found this yeah and it's something i've truly been looking for and um i I say magical it's magical to me it's it's something as a musician when you find those in tune this, when Mm -hmm. you find your group and you're like the show just clicks yeah it just runs so smooth and i fell into it on a drunken night one night coming off of a gig <laughs> you know and I was just supposed to fill in because their bass player didn't show up and here I am now two years later I do the road stuff and all yeah. that you know I mean it, it, it's it been fun he, he's a cool dude I, I've really enjoyed working with him and I mean we talked the other day and he, <clears throat> I had uh, potential to audition for this other band I still think I might do it the audition is
0: on the table I'm up in the air um i would say go for it coming hmm. from like the music educator point of view you should take every audition you can yeah. just for the experience yeah. and getting comfortable with auditioning and those stressful and scenarios. i mean i and, i'm
1: not saying that i do it i'm gonna get it so i i definitely should do it there are some things that kept me from doing really going towards it but I, i've been on the fence line just because i'm like well like things with todd are going really well and Mm -hmm. i would if i do get this gig i kind of would hate to leave it because one there's a comfort comfortability with it. we've had steady shifts on broadway for the last two years yeah and his stuff is it's only doing better and better in the numbers so it's like why would i from and this is just from like a business standpoint having to look at it that way why would i jump ship when business is doing well yeah. But even you know if you're I mean? offered
0: the gig, that doesn't mean you have to say yes.
1: No, it, it it does not. It does not. And I think that's the thing that I'm like have been struggling with the most. Like mm-hmm. I've always been like, oh, I'm gonna go do this audition, yeah. and I'm gonna have to leave, and yeah, and I I always forget that hey, you don't have to do it if you don't <laughs> right. want to. Right, especially in the but, music world. Like if yeah. you're auditioning, but also I, I
0: they're auditioning as much as you are. Yeah. Like you're trying to see if that's a fit both ways. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, you could definitely say no, and be fine,
1: <laughs> yeah, I also it's it's just it's one of those things that like you feel like you're like cheating on your band, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like if it was like a real big i don't I don't know, I don't even that's the thing is I don't even know what the opportunity of it is.
0: See, then you should definitely go. If, so, like, for no other reason than curiosity. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the time this comes out, I'm sure I will have actually done the audition because I have to do it by next week. So, well, then yeah, because <laughs> this
0: will be two weeks out. I yeah, so I'll,
1: I'll definitely would have done the audition by the time this comes out. So most likely, I've done the audition.
3: <laughs> but so
0: I know, like, so I have I struggle hard with auditions. Like, if I if I go set in with a band or I'm called for like a nine one one call. Like, they'll usually continue to use me unless it's just a horrible experience. Oh, yeah. But I've never gotten hired after an audition in my life.
1: So, yeah. I I did, but I wasn't the first hire. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. And I had some resentment towards that band because of that. Um, but one, one of the last auditions I did, and... Because everything else has been kind of like Todd Cameron. It's just like, hey, we need you to sub. And then all of a sudden, hey, we like you. You want to stay? And the last audition I did was in 2017 or 18. And I actually think I talked about this band on this podcast before. (laughs) But I showed up for the audition and i'm like ready for a full band you know like i'm thinking it's gonna be a full band so like i show up like oh we got a bass amp for you don't worry about just you know if you got a pedal board and your your bass bring that and i was like cool so i show up and it's the singer and the guitar player oh nice and it was a duo but the female singer wasn't there just the male singer was there and he's like well i'm only gonna sing my parts and i'll kind of hum through her parts Man, you want to talk about a, an audition? So that all just of the fumbled. cues that
0: you thought you yeah. would have to guide you along. So many
1: song, like th- at least three of the songs, I heavily relied on drum cues. Mm. And man, when I tell you, I left this audition just feeling like I couldn't play my instrument at all. Like, yeah. And the, at the time, I was definitely still growing. I was not the musician I am today, but. I left that just feeling like the worst. completely I was like, I was like, defeated. I'm I was sure. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't ever want to pick up the bass again. Like yeah. this is terrible. Like I should not be doing this. And then uh, they called me like a week or two later. And like, hey man, like we really enjoyed you. You did good. But uh, there was one other guy that we just felt clicked better. So we're gonna have him. And then I think he got picked up by an even bigger gig. Mm. And then they called me like, hey, yeah. So he had to go to another gig. So do you want to do it? And I was like yeah ain't got nothing else going on (laughs) (laughs) and this this was before i was actually it might have been before 2017 because it was before i was doing broadway
0: oh nice so that was early on then
1: yeah it was actually this might have been 2015 or 16
2: what year did you move uh 2013 okay so that's when i graduated high school 2013
1: all
0: right, you're young. So, talking
2: about um, auditions, I,
1: I graduated college just a few years before that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so,
0: talking about auditions and the hiring process, what do you look for when you're when you were picking out your band or when you're looking for somebody to fill in? Like, what what are the qualities you're looking for in your musicians?
2: Uh, well, we'll start with the drummer. The drummer Matt is who who's with me full time. He's been with me since the beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, just I guess the comfort and the the familiarity I know the cues I know you know the pauses I know what he's gonna do he knows what I'm gonna do he knows my like vocal cues that I'll lead into a song and and get out of a song with um so matt uh I guess that that just kind of happened because we met at um alley taps one one night when i was still playing acoustic and we just kind of talked and um he came and and played with us one morning and then at that point i didn't know a ton of musicians because i had only been doing the acoustic thing so i didn't know a ton of like bass players and guitar players and because i didn't have to it was was just you know me and acoustic then and and uh, so matt was just somebody i just happened to meet and it's it's worked out this long and um but with like the other instruments energy as you could imagine Mm -hmm. energy 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 i've used used guys on both instruments you know bass and guitar that have been balls to the fucking wall energy which is what i kind of want and i've used people who have been um definitely Look like they're counting the minutes, you know, and (laughs) and that's usually don't lead to the to the callback just because, you know, I've I've actually had like people come up to the stage be like, oh, we love you. But, you know, this instrument is is killing it because he looks like he hates he looked like he hates us i hate those yeah. responses mm-hmm.
1: when people yeah up and say that you're just like oh, i know
2: I like i don't you know what to do you know and, i don't know what it's, to do. it's
1: bad because you're like you're like i already know but you noticed know too yeah mm-hmm. damn
2: and then and then sometimes the 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 management especially at rippy's because we have became a lot closer will tell me certain things well oh, we like this we don't like this you know you like co-fronts and, and stuff and yeah um so energy that's that's probably the number 1 just wanting to be there you know i i know people are tired everybody's playing doubles and triples and, and mm-hmm. everybody's wanting to go home and um and i come on last you know we're we're always that we're the end of somebody's day yep. you know not and by then they have they have been down there 8 plus hours and and are ready to go home and i know it's a lot to ask for like oh i want you to jumping as much as i do because i've been you know sitting around all day that's why i got all this energy but um just uh just wanting to be there and 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 friendly and uh i guess you know just not don't tell me no i don't like to be told no like <laughs> uh, i know some songs are obscure and you know i i don't want to sit up there every song and well i gotta listen to this i gotta learn this i gotta learn this um, I don't. I don't do that, and I don't. You know, you can vouch for. I, I won't oh, yeah. make you do that. And if you tell me, oh, I I don't really know that. That's fine. You know, that's. But if it's something that that's pretty common, and just because you don't want to or don't like it, I don't. You know, that that usually leads to. We've never to, had that conversation before, yeah. have we? No, got <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that usually leads to to no, and and there are songs that I don't like, and, and so. I will say no to Sweet Home Alabama. You probably saw that. Mm-hmm. I hate that's. I hate Sweet Home Alabama, but I make it funny. I don't be like, no, I just don't like that song. I'm from Knoxville. That's, that's the heart of college football, and, and we hate Alabama. I hate the whole state. If I could go to Florida and not have to drive through Alabama a quicker way, I would just to not have to go through the state. <laughs> so yeah. there is a hate for them for this whole state and and but it's like a funny thing and the band knows and they're like mm-hmm. oh you you might not want to say that you know if, <laughs> if, some, if they'll whisper the request to one of the you know the guitar or the the girl you might not want to tell him that one you might skip that one and <laughs> usually funny. i'll be like yes but i'll get my my tennessee flag out and hold it and we make a you know a thing about it um see but, you can
0: do it a right way yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah. Totally can. i
2: just yeah. like i hate this song because we we all play the same songs. I you you know. Know,
1: I was actually playing a gig um not last night, but the night before, Monday night. And uh it was with Todd and a song got requested and he came up and he's like, I hate this song yeah and I went back over to the microphone I said, I hate every song we play yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I was like I because we got the talk back, so I'm just like, Yeah, yeah I hate I because he's yeah. he's like, I really hate this song. He's like yeah. And he was being visual about it, yeah. And I have a problem with that when when you yeah. are like, yeah,
2: n- visually when you're being on stage yeah. like, like
1: that to me that is an issue. And so I, I wouldn't made a joke about it. I was yeah. like, well, I fucking hate every song right. we play. And I had the whole band laughing at that point. I'm like saved it, right? <laughs> yeah. You know. So.
2: And and that's the thing we don't listen to these songs in the car. You know, no, they, no. these are not songs that we we enjoy because you know people who work at McDonald's don't eat McDonald's every day. We're right. we're not going to partake in, in our product because we hear it seven million times a, yeah. a day and um but there are that that is a thing i i don't i don't like that and i you know the the normal ones are every, you know free bird nobody likes well, I,
0: I mean i'm yeah. not i'm not speaking afraid of free bird. go ahead.
1: speaking of free bird
0: oh yes the dude <laughs> This dude, <laughs> there was this
1: Donald Trump looking dude. Like, I'm telling you, he looked like he could have been Donald Trump's brother, like, face, Ronald. body. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, Ronald, <laughs> Ronald Trump. Trump. <laughs> and um, he had Freebird tattooed on his knuckles. Oh my god. And he came up to this stage, just like, Yeah, look, look here, guys. And we were just like, Oh my god,
2: that's on you forever.
1: And he, man, he for three songs just sat up there, was just rocking was out it. by himself. And it was hilarious and awkward all at the yeah, same time. Very because it was it was early well, in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's
0: like before noon, right
1: around no, noon. No one just something. turns around and goes,
0: "We're not playing Free Bird." And he called out some other like completely different song, and we we're like, "Yeah, let's do that."
2: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> but um, no, what I was gonna say, going back to like the energy and the being told no on songs right. and playing songs or whatever. Like, I'm not afraid to. To try something, right? Like, usually, by this point in the show, everybody's got a pretty good idea of what everybody can and can't mm-hmm. do. And so, if if the bass player's like, "Oh, it's easy. You've got it." Yeah, Ugh, I don't care. We'll we'll go for it. I'll ruin your favorite song. I don't yeah. care. <laughs>
1: yeah, if, if it's a if it's a song that like one or two members don't know, but like one of the other members can for sure like help carry right. through. Mm-hmm.
0: I you're tossing twenty dollars in. Yeah, I'll do yeah. your song. Yeah, you
1: you know this. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, uh, what was it? A couple weeks ago, we did Misery Business. Yeah, and I was straight up like, "All right, like I don't know this. Like I've never played it. Oh, I listened the gig to it. You were telling me, yeah, about. yeah." Okay. And so I limped through Misery Business hard, but uh, everybody else did great. Yeah, and um, I, well, I know I'm, if
2: Marcus is there, Marcus has all my trust. I, you, I put, Marcus is he's. I put fantastic. all the trust it, in Marcus. He, I know he he that he guides gonna, me through everything.
0: Yeah. Like he's
2: because he plays the bass as well and he Mm. plays the guitar i didn't that's a funny story about marcus too is i didn't even know he played the guitar he played bass with me for three or four months and i was like oh there's opportunity for us to go to florida and he's like he's like oh i play the guitar too and i was okay and i i had known that he was skilled enough at the bass that I trusted his that he wouldn't just take some on that he was he was not ready for yeah I mean I I can
1: I can play guitar but I definitely I'm not no I'm not gonna do it on a show hell no well (laughs) we, we
2: we went to Florida and he he takes the guitar and puts it behind his head and he plays it and he like chugs a beer and he's playing at the same time. Why didn't you tell me this it, at the it beginning? Kinda, yeah, like, it's kind of it, like the Will thing where I yeah. met Will when he was playing bass. Yeah, we all yeah. thought Will
1: was a bass player yeah. and sure enough, Will can do everything.
2: Yeah, like, that's oh. how Marcus is.
0: No, Marcus is, yeah, he's phenomenal Just on Just shreds like, and I was like, he, why he did you really not? He really never pick up a bass again. <laughs> I was like, why,
2: why did you not tell me you could play the guitar? And he's like, oh, I I met my first like uh, round of people I was playing with playing the bass and I never, never really said otherwise.
0: $10, you will never play a bass His dad movie. plays bass for the
2: uh, Nashville Sympathy Orchestra. Oh, or nice. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and his mom has played on some records, like in the 90s, country records. So he's surrounded by you know, so talent. Awesome. That makes
0: so much more sense now.
2: None, Dude yeah. No
1: stuff. one in my family is musical. Me, either. Me my, either. My cousin was my drummer for like 10 years. He was the only other like musician in the family yeah you know my brothers and my mom and dad played in high school yeah high school bands so like no middle school band but outside of that like nobody really did music in my family so like i'm so envious of people that get to like just grow up yeah. surrounded by it like it's just it's literally it's, in their blood a, you're right
2: <laughs> that was never with me never but yeah i guess
0: m- i'm the odd man out and my dad played and yeah he played in nashville a lot and a lot yeah, of nashville yeah, that's guys. Cool. We're always coming up to yeah. Paducah to play with him, so, like, I was I was around the Nashville scene, I guess, from, like, birth yeah. on, so I've, yeah. I've had a lot of second-hand experience and, like, that kind of second-hand knowledge dropped on me.
2: Yeah, I, I, the main thing, I guess, I got from dad was, dad was, uh, like, best personality in high school, and he was, you know, very outgoing and and... Uh, could talk to a wall and, and i think i definitely definitely have taken that that on stage with you know, oh yeah being able to <laughs> i could see that. and we all try to create conversations with with empty rooms and and that ain't always easy and, no, it's no it's, uh,
1: man it's not like everybody on stage has to be in a good mindset for yeah. that to happen and one one little negative attitude,
0: and you're like, "Damn it!"
2: Yeah, and, and, and
0: it's so easy to get there too. Yeah, like, so yeah. easy. So yeah.
2: especially this time of year. Oh yeah, the mental I, health thing is a thing. Yeah, I think we can all speak on that. Um, this time of year is, is rough, and it's been honestly busier than I expected it to be. There was uh, only
1: really a few like truly slow days. Yeah, and that was when it was like just cold, yeah. snowy. Mm-hmm. The days that it snowed. Right, what the days before Christmas? We played so Christmas, I enough. guess,
2: the day before Christmas Eve when it was like three degrees. We were Tootsie's main and, and tend to close, and it was just an ice. It was like being in a refrigerator. You yeah, know, that's and, mm-hmm. and I understood, you know, kind yeah, of, I mean, I was, out. A, I was, a, <laughs> a,
1: weren't you, were you yeah. with us at the Valentine? Yeah, he yeah. was with us at the Valentine. They cut us short. They're like, hey, yeah. look. We gave it a shot. Yeah. It's not on you guys. It's just cold outside. Yeah. So we're closing the doors at nine. Y'all can go home. And all I actually are, had a
2: triple. They did, that. they did that with us on Christmas Eve at so. Tootsies. They, I had a they, triple they that day, day and they
0: cut and all of them I, at I played, least an hour. Yeah. I played <laughs> yeah.
1: Christmas Eve uh, last year. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day last year and the year before. And yeah. After that, I was like, I'm never doing that again. I'm taking I play, those two days off every I played Christmas Day at all. the
2: airport. Um. I guess in 2021, when the bombing happened, oh, I, I was at the airport. Well, I would have been going to the airport because I played early that day. I remember the airport was like frantic and, and everything. Yeah, and that was nuts. That day. Yeah. 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 I was
1: actually uh, I was separated with my ex-wife. We were going through our separation during that, and I was back home in Houston, and my brother is on part of the bomb squad there. And so when that happened here, he got a phone call like immediately, and because anytime there's any bomb activity, right. it's every bomb squad in the United States is yeah. notified. They're like, "Hey, this happened, might happen where you're at. We yeah. don't know why this happened." Right. So, uh, he called me immediately because I hadn't, I wasn't even at their house yet that morning. He called me, he's like, "Hey, did you hear about this? This is what's going on?" Yeah. Like, nah, bro, I just woke up. Right. I don't know what's right. What's going on? And I'm here with you guys. I'm not in Nashville. But yeah, that was that was insane.
2: That was insane, and man,
1: Second Avenue that was that was my spot. That's it, where the boot store I worked at was was man, on Second um, Avenue. Uh, Benchmark that yeah. that was my favorite bar. It's they finally just closed down. Yeah, and I, like I'm just afraid that it's never gonna be the same as what it was. Second Avenue, in my opinion, was something real special. Yeah, mm-hmm. because. It was at the end of Broadway. Mm-hmm. All the bigger bars hadn't quite moved down there, besides, right. you know, like Kid Rock's. Everything down there was like Hard Rock Cafe, right. and, you know, whatever restaurants you had on that strip, the Spaghetti Warehouse and mm-hmm. Dick's and George Jones, whatnot. But
2: yeah, George Jones was cool. That was
1: still very much a, a local spot. Mm-hmm. And it kind of connected Printer's Alley to yep. downtown but that was like Printer's Alley and Second Avenue were still kind of the local spots. Yeah. And when that bombing happened, man, it's just, I don't. I know they're going to change a lot of things. Yeah. It's never going to, it's, you know, and then with Eric Church's building being oh, down yeah. the it's, corner. Oh, yeah, it's going to be. I think it's, I think Broadway is just going to make a big L gonna shape. It's going to wrap, yep. Yeah. I think it's just going to make a big L shape, and it's eventually, it's, it'll just kind of connect to Printer's Alley. It's yeah. just going to be this L J shape see that. thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... <clears throat> Growth is great. It's great for us. It 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 is. It brings in a lot of revenue to right. us. So like I I can't complain about that. It does scare me a little bit of what's well, gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Will I still have a job in five years? Yeah. Like is it?
0: Well, if they keep adding stages as fast as they are, we'll never have to worry about having I mean, a job. I,
1: I I hope so, man. And I'm like I'm grateful because like yeah.
0: I remember like
1: in 2019 there was that boom. Where everybody was moving, all the musicians right. were moving here, yep. mm-hmm. and it was hard to get gigs. Yeah, and then uh, in the pandemic. Way, in a got way, out. I'm thankful for the pandemic yep. for that because it flushed out.
0: Yeah, it's it flushed out the people that,
1: that weren't going to stay here anyways. Um, and then and, it also and
0: the older out. ones that it, were like ending their yeah, music yeah. career. But there. it also did flush out some really good
1: ones and some artists that I loved playing with. So that kind of yeah. sucks too. But Man, did the opportunities open up for me to play. Mm -hmm. That's when I really started getting on Broadway was after the pandemic. I mean, I was already doing it, but I was able to do it every day, two gigs a day. Mm -hmm. And then, so you were talking about, I did want to touch on this. You were talking about players that are doing the doubles and coming onto your gig, and they're just not giving the energy that you want to deliver. That's where I was at, because I'm very high energy. The bands that I put together and the bands that I try to play with are very high energy, And so I was doing doubles every day and maybe one single. And by Saturday, I'm gassed out. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I have my one closing on Sunday and Sunday I'm gassed out. And it was killing me in my ability on stage. And then it was killing my sleep. And my pockets were full. It was nice. But man, I was just like, I can't keep doing this. Right. And I, I have a real hard problem being on stage, not being able to give 100%. You know, we've talked about this. Our morning Mm -hmm. gig is the one gig where you will see me just laid back. Because it's a morning gig. I do it once a week, and it's usually slow country, so I can, like, chill. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I'm in your face. Yeah. And um, so I I just had to step back and be like, okay, like, if I just do one gig a day instead of two.
2: Yeah.
1: It's going to help with my mental state, but it's also going to help me on stage be able to give – And in doing that, it, yeah, I was getting less gigs, so to speak, because I was just personally doing less gigs, but it did give me more opportunities to play with the bands that I wanted to play with. Yeah. Because I wasn't feeling tired. I had more time to learn the music and run through it if it was something different than I played. So that is, as much as we're here and we want to make that quick dollar and we want to do the doubles and stuff people do have to remember and we've emphasized this a lot on this on this show that you're on stage you're here to perform like you can't you can't just be up there regurgitating songs right and i tell people that all the time when you come to town you're like oh i don't know why why they don't hire me back or i'm not making enough tips and this and that well it's because you're going up there and you're regurgitating songs yeah you're not entertaining the people like, come on! This we're still entertainment. It's not mm-hmm. just yeah. oh, can that's you play the job. A song?
0: Entertainment is the
1: job.
2: You exactly. just use music to do it. Yeah, yeah. A jukebox stands still too. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah, so oh, oh, we're a human jukebox. I hate that. Yeah, I, I don't like that. that. God, I hate that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. Like,
1: no, we're not. We're, yeah, <laughs> no, we're really not. Yeah,
2: I, I'm. I'm not a fan of that. And there's so many of those cliches uh-huh. that that yeah. I'm not I've, a fan of.
1: I've said them. I, I re. I am a one that i read the crowd and i just want yeah. to see where they're at so sometimes if if i'm just trying to get a reaction at all right just hey yeah we're a jukebox if you want to give us some money we'll play your song like yeah. Yeah, come up here and like interact with me
2: please yeah <laughs> just talk yeah. yeah just talk to us i'll i'll get into to conversations with people about you know football or anything just to just to break that ice a little bit yeah you know that that we are you know we are entertainers just yes, but we're also human and yeah. and that that screen you're watching that football you know i i watch that at home too you know i we can we can find common ground and i think some people since we're up higher and they think since we're on this stage it's like we're out of touch with them and that's why i have tried to break that mm-hmm. that down i jump off the stage so much and we'll set it the tables yeah and I'll it's set at people's tables, thing. and I'll stand on the bar, and um, whatever. So there's been times where I've took the stool and I've set it in the middle of the room, yep. and just to break that, we're not out of reach up there. You yeah. know, we're not a we're not a screen for one. We're not to be, you know, glance up, you know, every few seconds. We're we're interactive. We're here. Yeah. Um, but also, there's not a a wall between us.
1: Yeah, I, I do that a lot. I Bobby will tell you, like mm-hmm. I run out. So the Valentine has two yeah. big windows. I'll jump. There's people hanging outside. Yeah. They're not coming in. I'm gonna get you in there. I'm yeah. gonna jump out. I'm I've gonna sing out. in your face yeah. Yeah. and play with you until you're like, okay, yeah. they're having fun in here. Let's go in. Or if All the crowd is fun. just kind yeah. of like uh they're just kind of watching yeah. i'll jump out walk through the crowd sing to people and like mm-hmm. valentine has a railing and a yeah. booth that i straddle over yeah and you know people can walk under me and stuff and, like, and you'll just pick on people tease yeah. people yeah. play yeah. with them yeah like you know just we're we are there to entertain we yes we are yeah. musicians and we're playing these songs and and you know we are we are a fucking mockingbirds singing other
0: people's songs yeah. but we're entertainers, right? We're performers, but everything and everything else is our own. Is like our, our own. personality yep. is yep. ours, the way we present our music mm-hmm. is ours, the way we choose to interact is ours. Right. That's that's where our audit, artistry yeah. really gets to show.
2: Yeah. Well, those artists, you know, most of them they're singing somebody else's song too. Mm-hmm. They're singing a songwriter's song, you know. Yep. But they're people just, don't know that. They're just known to be the voice of it, right. and uh, we do have that ability to. You know, to make somebody's trip, and that—that's always my goal—is to make somebody's trip, especially kids. You know, oh, yeah. especially kids. I, I've always been uh, one to, you know, I know that they can't get in during the times that I'm there, but I've jumped out the window several times to give that, give a family kind of mm-hmm. that. You know, they you could tell—they're walking their kid around. They're like, "Well, we didn't know kids couldn't go anywhere. We're trying to walk kids." in and out of these places and and they can't go in and why did we waste our money to come to nashville yeah i that's where i want to jump out and mm-hmm. give them something you know yeah. give them give them that you know that instagram story or so give them that i have Facebook one of these post. tins on yeah.
1: my pedal board and it's just it's full of pics yeah pics in here mm-hmm. they, i don't play them they're not pics i yeah. use and so when I see kids and stuff, yep. I'll grab a couple of picks. I'll go over to the window. I'll play mm. and then ha- I'll play with that pick and then hand it to them. Because right. when you're playing with something, you yeah. give them something of yours. Those little kids think that's so magical. Oh yeah, oh, they're yeah. like, he gave me that. Like he was just using that. He, right. They don't really, you know, they're usually pretty young. They don't yeah. really kind right. grasp it yet. So when I just play with a pick real quick, which I don't normally do, and then I hand it to them they freak out they yeah. love it and then the parents want to take a picture right. of me handing them the and then they almost or, always tip you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah yeah they'll like, tip through the window or yeah. they'll come
0: in and tip real quick and yeah or they're gonna follow the band on instagram that's, yeah, that's, or like you've made yeah. that connection at that point i do the same thing with drumsticks yeah a lot there and,
1: was uh, one kid that they were here for his birthday he was wearing yeah. like a birthday shirt and stuff and um I got in a little trouble for this, but I did it anyways. <laughs> uh, they were outside the window, and I just I told the dad, and I was like, put him on stage right here. Yeah. And so he, he stood on the edge of the stage, and then I sat there and rocked out with him. So they yeah. took a picture and yeah. then pulled him off stage. And afterwards, the manager was like, hey, I know why you did that. But he's still in the building. He shouldn't have been. I was like, yeah. I don't really care. That I kid don't. Just, yeah, I don't. That care. kid yeah. just had the time of his life. Right. Like that's. Yeah. He was up here for five seconds. It's gonna be okay. They're like, Yeah, yeah I know. I just have to tell you. I'm like, Yeah, I know. I'm telling yeah. you that I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally ma- just made that kid's yeah. weekend. So right. Cool. And you would like, make that
0: same choice
2: every I would time. time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. every time. They don't get to come inside. They <laughs> yeah. don't. They don't get to experience. You know, some of them they do during the day. But even during the day, there's a lot of them. that's still 21 and up. Exactly. Bentley is 21. Mm-hmm. yeah you know so the, these kids don't always get to go in yeah. and, and see some of these shows and if you can give them something that's just gonna spark their mind a little yeah. bit like why not man like and that's wrapping
0: that's around f- wrapping around in the mental health thing like stuff like that is such an uplifting thing right for us as musicians like that's that's yeah. why we do this yeah. is to be able
3: to to touch to people on a level smile like that yeah.
1: simply because like you're showing them attention and playing yeah. music directly to them mm-hmm. is such an incredible feeling.
0: Well, yeah. Like we were talking earlier, part of our job is to make people feel special. Feel something, yeah,
2: you know?
1: absolutely, absolutely.
2: And that, that's always been something that, that I've tried to do. Lately, I've been, you know, if the guitar player breaks a string, I've learned how to twist it really fast, and I'll use his cutter to cut the sharp ends off and I'll I'll ask, like, oh, is this somebody's first time? And I'll give it to them, because they're selling those bracelets out on that road. Mm -hmm. I hate to take their money from them, but I will, I will give it to them. You know, here you go. And this was actually being played by him. Mm-hmm. It just broke up here. This is that's something cool. you can I like, remember. I actually yeah. really like that. Yeah, because that, everybody cool. just throws them away. Well, a lot of
1: a lot of guitar players just rip them out and leave them on the stage. Yeah, right. And that yeah, pisses I'll, me off. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's what that's what I've I've started to do is turn them into a bracelet and, that, and give them. I like that. I like know.
1: that. I might steal that from yeah, you man. Yeah, Yeah. I, I, I actually It's really easy like, to twist. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're really easy yeah, to, cool. to turn into that. And Yeah, that's what we're here. You know, we're we're getting to chase our dream and there, there is so much upside to it, but as both of you know, there's so much downside mm-hmm. to it too, you know, and and as creators of anything, we're we are creating art. And as creators of anything, it's our child. And even though we're playing somebody else's song, we're still creating in that moment and if you come across somebody that that may not particularly like that song or the way that you sing it or the, or the way that we play it those i think we we always stick those always stick out in my mind oh yeah the the people who are like no i don't like you know let's go into another room over the the people who the you know 50 people in there that are having the time of their life if they're that one and I've I've got to be better, and I think we all struggle with that. But I've got to be better at ignoring the one for the, mm-hmm. you know, the people that are having a good time because I don't like every song on the radio. I don't like every, yeah, you know, every song. But like you're saying, when out. we get home at night yeah. and
0: calm down and lay down, that's the person we're thinking oh, about. My it's goodness. not not the fifty
2: that loved yeah. us. It's yeah. the yeah. one guy that walked yeah. out. Thousand percent. Yeah, and it 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 does.
1: It happens to all of us, and I've gotten a lot better. But like I, I get it, people. Usually how I look at it is if a group of five walk out, 15 more are going to walk in the next 10 minutes. And generally mm-hmm. that's what happens. Yeah, It may be less and maybe more, but you'll have those people are going to be replaced. You have yeah. to remember you're there for four hours. It's a revolving door. Exactly. I mean, for all I know, I could have been up here for an hour, but I only thought it was 15 minutes or vice versa. So uh, I I have gotten definitely better about that, but I, I see it a lot you know uh with some of the artists that i play with and people start to walk out they feel they get this like they just feel defeated almost right. immediately. Mm-hmm. like oh i didn't keep them in here yeah well, no you're not gonna keep everybody yeah. just and, like and as sure. soon as as soon as we started the show off with some and country songs those old people got up and left yeah. because they were hoping for some like waylon yeah. or johnny or something of that yeah. nature you know and we come out with this like rocking country, and yeah. they're like, "Ah, this is too much for this me." But in yeah. three songs, we've replaced all those seats. So yeah. it's it's something that I definitely try to stress to everybody playing yeah. here that just because someone leaves. It's not. I mean, the as like, a, as a frontman,
0: like you you touched on it earlier, like it's all on your shoulders. Yeah. If yeah. everybody leaves, whether it's because of you or not, it's your responsibility right. as the front. Man. N- not even
1: just the front man but also the front man and the band leader. Yeah, yeah. like he's he's yeah yeah. So you get um, it
0: from literally all sides. It's, like, it's all your fault. We're <laughs> like me <laughs>
1: and two of the acts that I work with. I'm the band leader, not the front man Yeah. And the venues come to me about everything and yeah. they don't say anything to my artists. So now yeah. I've got to be this like middleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having to be the front man mm-hmm.
0: and So what, what are some leader? of the things oh, that man. like you think about or you do to keep your head in the right mind space when either like it's a bad night or you get a, a grumpy crowd or when, when things don't quite go right? What are some uh, things that you can
2: You know, I lean on that, that this is the dream and this is, this is not only my dream. This is, this is my, you know, when I expressed that, that this is what I wanted to do, my family was behind me. And now my, my new family, my, my soon to be wife and, and our daughter, she's behind me. This is, and it's, you know, there, there's more, there's more, uh, more at stake, you know, if I give up, or i think oh you know maybe i shouldn't do this music thing maybe i should just you know pack it up there's there's people in east tennessee that that have believed in me and think well we thought you know we thought uh we thought it was different and um we believed in you and you know we they don't see the ins and outs and how you know strenuous and and uh definitely straining that this lifestyle is but it is rewarding at the same time and and i i definitely think of that i think of my mom i think of my dad my dad moved to nashville in 2020 um after i had had heart surgery and 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 stuff and he moved here just to just to be with me and and used to he was with me when i played a little earlier 10 o'clock's a little late <laughs> yeah. for him but <laughs> yeah. when i played when i played a little earlier he was with me a lot and there's still times um sunday night he was there for a little while and Um, there's still times where where he's there and and he moved here just for that my my brother's 17 and he's a senior in high school he moved this year to here to to be with us and he's graduating high school here and it's all because of this was my dream and this is what led us all here and i have a lot of people on board with that and and a lot of support which i'm very very fortunate and thankful for and you know so i think think of them and and you know, that that uh, you know, this four hours isn't forever and, and or however many that,
0: that's another one. Yeah. We're gonna make T shirts that have yeah. all these like little snippet quotes yeah. and stuff that pop up Yeah. four hours isn't forever is yeah. a great quote. <laughs> yeah,
2: four hours isn't forever and, and it isn't uh defining of who we are musically or who we are as people. You know. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a bad day at work. You know, you know, nobody there yeah, there's people the on on much grander stages than us that have bad days, you know, mm-hmm. especially I, I talk about sports a lot, but you know, if if they they win they get the the coach gets the all oh, great game today. If they lose, who gets it? The coach. And they have bad days every day and so I think of that and I just you know, try not to try not to get in my head too much and um you know that I wear sunglasses on stage, mm-hmm. and that that has kind of been my thing for I don't, I don't even remember when it started, but I've done it for so long that that when I don't that the bard notices it that <laughs> you know even, there's even managers like where the sunglasses at you know and because there people come in where's the guy with the the sunglasses and the the shoes and tattoos you know yeah and um. But I wear the sunglasses as a like. I guess I started, and I think I told you this the mm-hmm. other night. Where I where the sunglasses came from was they're my like she not shield. I guess that's the word. Word they're my like layer between me and them, and it's like not for me to hide behind them. That's not what I, I use them for. But it's like it's not. It's like a line of defense almost. It's like a. Um, it's like it's all, you know, all in my head, but it's like they have created a barrier, I guess that's the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for and and they allow me, if I, you know, um we're not having a good night or something like that, I can I can kinda sit behind them and and, you know, ride it out and
1: you everyone's eyes tell a story, man. They yeah. definitely your eyes will tell how you're feeling. Yeah. So to have and it's it's funny because normally I don't wear my glasses on stage, uh, but now that I've been co friending a lot, and I am getting a lot of song requests that I've never sang, yeah, I, I do need them to like make sure that I'm reading the words right. right. And I actually have kind of felt the same way mm-hmm. with wearing the glasses. I there's a, a sense of comfort that comes with them. Right. And I think it's because people can't directly see my eyes, especially because lights are shining on the glasses. So yeah. there's a lot of reflections. And so when I don't, when I, when I'm not wearing my glasses, I'm like full rock star mode and mm-hmm. I'm running around. It's usually cause I'm a side guy, but when I'm there on the microphone, having to talk to people and having to interact and, I can be a social butterfly, but I uh, am most definitely an introvert. And being on stage is the one place that I am expressive. Um, so I completely understand that. I've noticed that with me, it's the same thing. It's same with having, my glasses. It's It's, it's, it's yeah. having those glasses. Just being a
0: little bit less vulnerable, right, gives you that exactly. just that little bit more. Not even confidence, but yeah. just ability to perceive things. A second later. Right. So that way it doesn't hit as hard. So if somebody is, you know, being a jerk or somebody walks out or somebody does something that, that would normally take you down a peg. Yeah. Like, it gives you a second to process that mm-hmm. so that it doesn't hit as hard. Because you're not feeling as open and right. vulnerable.
2: Used to, I had a bad habit of, like, turning, turning around. And not, I wouldn't turn around because I was like bothered by something that happened up there. I just had a bad habit of like needing that that second to like take the breath and everything. And we still need that. But I would have a bad. And one of the managers said that to me. He's like, you 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 kind of turn around a lot. He's like, if you do whatever same movement you're doing facing them, it's 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 going to give you that relief that you're doing it for. Plus, you're not going to look uninterested in them by turning mm-hmm. your back, and and that kind of stuck with me. And um, I don't think I was wearing the glasses at that point, and um, so yeah, that's that's kind of why I started that. So do you do you deal with like social anxiety on stage or? No, not necessarily. Um, I don't think so, especially when when the crowd is very interactive with me and uh it's hard to talk to a wall is hard you know and and we have a lot of barstools with people in them that that have about the same personality as the walls do yeah yes (laughs) so um (laughs) they uh they make it hard hard. they they make it difficult but i've got to think like in every scenario they're probably in their day-to-day life they're they're probably, like, nervous to talk to the waiter. So, hell, yeah, they're going to be nervous to talk to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So, we're... I, I kind of think of that, too.
1: That's fair. Yeah, I I definitely am... The bigger the crowd, the yeah. easier it is for Way
2: me. Way easier. I tell my fiance that I all don't, the
1: time. I, I'm not sure what that is yeah. exactly. But... Um, and, it, and it's not even like I'm getting more attention. It's just... Yeah. It's literally... If I have... Ten people in the room. It's hard for me to like really have a conversation with them yeah. for some reason. I'm 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 like, what do I say? Where do I right. go? What do I mm-hmm. ask them? But when there's like a hundred plus people in the room, way easier. I'm just like shooting from the hip, going yeah. with it, saying what I want to say. It's just it flows so much easier for mm-hmm. me, and I just I don't know what that is. And I've always just kind of chalked it up to like some like social anxiety thing. I don't know. But
2: I think we all had that, though. Oh, yeah. I think, it's,
1: yeah. yeah when, well, I've, I've seen it the opposite. When there's
0: yeah. singers, there's less people in the room, it's easier. When there's more people in the room, to clam up.
2: Yeah, I, I've and never been so, that way.
0: My thing, personally, is the fewer people in the crowd, the more I'm worried about what the musicians on stage think of me. And the second <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about what the other players think... I'm messing up everything. Gotcha. You know, now yeah. that you
1: say that, I think it's something similar for me, but it's not the musicians on stage. I feel like when there's less people, especially being a a bass player, like in most of these clubs and like legends, like mm-hmm. you can hear my bass. You know what I'm playing. Oh, yeah. And so when there's more people in the crowd, I feel that there's less eyes focused yeah. directly on me. But when there's less people and I make yeah. a mistake, like I feel like there's
0: more eyes focused on yeah. me. Because you're focusing so, on them individually at that point as opposed to a I didn't put that crowd. together until you just said what you
1: said. <laughs> yeah. So thanks
0: for that. <laughs> that Epiphany. <makes>
1: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. And I've told my fiance before, too. I think all musicians are this way. I know that I am. That to to play to the big room is 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 easier for me mm-hmm. and I've heard people say the same. But to like if we go to like somebody's house for dinner and it's like a family or, or something like that and they're like or like holidays you go to your family yep. and you're like, oh why don't you get your guitar out, I hate that. Yes, I it's hate. like you instantly don't, forget what you don't do for a living ask me <laughs> yeah. to do that, please. I hate that. I do not like that. And I'm not trying to be rude when I say no, no or like you know, but I have said no before, and I don't. Uh, look, well, you do this every day. You should be. Yeah, it is way different. You're right. Yeah. You, I do this every
1: day, and I'm on vacation. Yeah. Do you want me to have you like you 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 build roofs? Do you want yeah. you want to build a roof on your day off? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. not even that.
0: It's like the second they're like, "Here, play for me," you're like, "I don't know yeah. what to do." Right. Yeah. Like what, this is not how this works.
1: This is not how this works. Yeah. Now, see, for me, it's just like. I definitely know a lot of it has to come from the energy of the crowd and Mm -hmm. I just get this adrenaline pumping from that. It's, um, I've always been that way when it comes to big shows, I've had less anxiety playing for, uh, it was like 6,000 people at some, uh, opening for old dominion. I had less anxiety doing that than I have on some Friday night gigs downtown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, one because there's so many people, so I don't know if anyone's focusing on me at all. I can't right. tell. But two, there's an energy level that comes with it. But also, like you were saying, like you know, during the holidays, you go and you're in those like small s- settings and social situations. I'm like, I ju- I clam up completely. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, and I a lot of times people will say things to me like, I mean, you you're like kind of rude. You're not saying anything. I'm like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know these people. Yeah, so.
0: You know. And then the second you think about that, you get in your head about, oh right. well, everybody thinks I'm a dick because I'm not yeah. talking, yeah. so I need to try to force myself to like, talk. Yeah. And, and but then that you, makes then me you uncomfortable.
1: You say something awkward, <laughs> yeah. and then you just look real weird. Yeah. See this? Yeah, this is why I just
0: almost keep my mouth shut. We're all <laughs> the same.
2: <laughs> and I know that with me, I think I don't really have to deal with it with the big crowds, but especially like in a family my family is a little different i still don't like to play or anything like that but um but especially meeting meeting new people and things and and they see all the tattoos and they you know people have their preconceived notions about about that and i only wear black because that's that's my name you know but um (laughs) there's on brand (laughs) it's almost it's almost like a Like, they have this preconceived thing before. And then especially if I'm not really, you know not really talkative it just kind of mm-hmm. I think adds to that which don't really help so Yeah. I, I do deal with a lot of people like well you're a lot nicer than you would imagine or a lot nicer than you look like yeah. you know my tattoos are of Jesus you know I'm not <laughs> you know
1: yeah people just see tattoos yeah. and just immediately mm-hmm. think like some of the most negative thoughts oh my goodness I mean I'm I'm covered all yeah. over my chest and yeah. I normally don't wear sleeves so I and then I have I mean at one point right. I had a foot tall green mohawk yeah. so like I would get some yeah. looks. Of people walking into these country bars. And yeah. I'm like, don't worry, I'm cool. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna play. You, I'm gonna sing you some Johnny Cash, and yeah. you're gonna be real shocked that some dude in all black, tattoos, cut mm-hmm. off sleeves, and a green mohawk yeah. sing you Johnny Cash. All
2: all black thing probably not shocked, but the rest of it, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but that that is an, another thing that you probably mm-hmm. don't know that Black wasn't really my last name. That that I adopted it, I guess in in 2015 because of johnny cash i love johnny cash so much and and he's inspired my life and in so many ways i have his name on my hand twice so it's on my knuckles and his signature's on my finger and no he didn't sign it i was a baby when i was very young when he passed but um that that black is my legal it's my real name now it's my government name as you would say now but (laughs) it, it was not and and uh i took it because of johnny cash
1: okay so I have a question for that then did your family have an issue with you like, uh, really changing your last name
2: you know my grandparents did a little bit uh dad dad really didn't dad dad kind of did but then we we talked of, of children and things like that and and at that time it was really not on the table and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it wasn't something that i I you know had thought about and so dad was was uh, never against it and I, um, so what I, my first, I guess, career, I guess you would say was I wanted to be on radio and, in high school, I did our like high school and, uh, football, basketball games. I traveled with the team and like did the nice. games. And then I did that on a local station in East Tennessee. And that's where the name came from. Um, cause they don't want you to use your real name on the radio and, and, uh, that's where the name kind of came from and and then i dj'd a few like weddings and stuff like that and thought i thought about being a dj and and took it with me there and um i took my real last name as my middle name okay so i still have that shared name with them but it's it's not my last name
3: i got you okay
1: that's cool i was just curious yeah i um i Thurkey is not my real last name. It was my nickname growing up. It was my brother's, one of my my oldest brother's nickname as well. I got it from coaches and friends because they couldn't say my last name. Yeah. Um, And it's just basically my last name shortened, but I have no desire to have kids. I actually can't have kids. So like, I'm not married or anything anymore, yeah. and I—that's something I've been thinking about. I'm like, it would just be
0: so much easier if
1: it's I could real just easy change to everything. Just to, real to easy. It's, I mean?
2: it's a lot easier to change it than you would imagine. So, it's,
0: I mean, I, a lot of artists and stuff like yeah. they have their stage name and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think was it Noah that t- one of his friends or something was in the hospital, or he had it was, to it was something. Woody. Was it Woody? No, maybe I don't remember. Anyway, he went to the hospital to pick him up or whatever and used his stage name because yeah. that's the only one he knew and had to call a guy and be like, Hey, what's your real name? What's your, yeah. What <laughs> is your you name? Know,
1: it wasn't Woody. It, I I do remember this story. No, it wasn't Woody.
0: No, no. Woody's him. Woody is not his yeah. real name. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody you know, is who they say they are. It's, right. it's so funny because
1: <laughs> for the longest time, cause I was just a side guy. So for the longest time, like people were writing checks yeah. to Kyle Thurkey yeah. and I'd have to go back and be like, Hey, um, that's not my real last name.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's that's the problem I had, especially at, at getting the base is is well, which name do you want it as? And that was one big reason I I wanted to change it. So the, legally,
1: I I just went to my bank and I was like, hey, this is my issue, and yeah. they're like, oh, you can do an alias, and I was like, okay, let's do that. Yeah. But then, like, I was actually signing up for uh, when I was changing to that bank. Yeah. I was doing it on the phone, and they were like, "What's your last name?" And I spelled out Turkey, but not, and I and I stopped, and I was like, "Wait, no!" And I had to spell my my last name, and they joined the two together, so my real last name was spelled completely wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, "This might just be easier to just change yeah. this."
2: It's real simple to change it, I'll tell you. It, it's not a hard process. Uh, I'm sure, and you can change your name to. Green apple orange, if you want to, you know, it, it doesn't really, <laughs> Green there's apple not, orange. not much criteria there, on what you the can name of the episode right, Green, think. Apple, Green orange. apple orange. <laughs> Green apple orange. All right.
1: Speaking of, we're running out of time, man. Um, I, I think I could sit here and talk to you all day, honestly. I enjoyed it, guys. I, Thank I've you, i really enjoyed this. So, uh, like everybody else, I'd love to have you back on. I would love point, to be man. back, yeah. It's, it's wonderful hearing your story. You, you seem like you got a good head on your shoulders, man. You, you seem very positive about everything. I. Mm-hmm definitely gonna come see your show on yeah i can i'm gonna
2: catch you guys especially um, with todd too
1: yeah man um dude That's, seriously so, well i like great, working with him yeah no, it's a lot of fun it was wonderful meeting you and, and hearing everything man go ahead and uh tell everybody where they can find you online and whatnot your socials and all that stuff
2: yeah so i uh i do everything through social media it's our show schedule and everything is dalton black live l-i-v-e um that's facebook instagram twitter uh TikTok, i'm trying to trying to grow and it's dalton black live as well um i do have music on spotify and itunes just dalton black and there is new music coming uh we have we have begun the pre-production stages of that so new stuff is coming i'm really really excited to and this to new sh- stuff is going to be the is rock, all rock is nice. all change i'm, I'm excited. You know?
0: All right, so so I've started this whole goofy ass question all at right. the end of the podcast thing. So, which one of your tattoos has gotten you the most attention? Whether it's people asking about it, people noticing it, what what's opened up the most conversation? Which tattoo?
2: I thought you were, were going to ask me which one hurt the worst. Which I don't like that question because they all hurt. But <laughs> right, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> though I would have. I would say my hands,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I'll give you two instances on that. Uh, every time I go in the grocery store, my hand since I've had my hands tattooed, security check section, green or yellow or whichever one I'm in, and <laughs> that's definitely opened a bunch. And then the that's the best great. the best uh, example of that it was I was at Tractor Supply, buying some you know whatever, and the the little old lady that was ringing me out. Um, She grabs my hand, like, she, like, caressed my hand. And she says, how long were you in jail? And I said, what? And she said, how long were you in jail? I said, I've never even had a speeding ticket. She goes, oh, my my son-in-law. And I was like, do me a favor and don't ever ask anybody that question again. But, yeah, so probably my hands.
1: Yeah, I I, I can see that. I I definitely Uh, feel that the hand, that's actually uh, one of my next tattoos is going to be my right hand. Um, I'm just going for it. Do it. <laughs> I'm yep. just gonna start from the hand and go up. There you go. But <laughs> yeah, I
2: got my neck and my face and my my fingers now. So yeah,
1: I'm I'm not far behind you. I'm gonna, yeah. be, I'm gonna be there soon. Don't worry.
0: I think it was uh, Travis Barker that said he got all of his tattoos because then he doesn't have a backup plan. He has yeah,
1: to do music. He, he did I've been that, asked that mm-hmm. a few times. Uh, he, he did. He said the reason that he has tattooed his entire body was so that he would force himself. to to always play drums and to be that's in that the situation because only option you <laughs> wouldn't ever be able to go just get a regular job yeah. it's changed a little bit since oh, yeah. that oh, day yeah. but nonetheless it still fits in a lot of places I'm so. still
2: still uh, still eligible for Hot Topic though so you <laughs> know that one that one is <laughs> possible It's kind of
0: surprising
1: I, I do they're have, not
0: nearly as edgy as
2: they used to yeah.
1: be <laughs> no they're not they're very like fluffy and heavy yeah, now. They, yeah. And there's a lot of colors in pop culture
2: in topic they're,
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, i i also
1: like to end the, with a little segment mine's a little different than his but three quick pieces of advice that you could give anybody about either playing here or coming here to nashville like three quick pieces of advice that either you've gotten or you you can give
2: uh the number one don't be told no you know there's gonna be a lot of people in hometowns or or, or family you know that's a that's something that that is out of reach. Don't be ever be told no. If you want something, go and do it, and struggle until you get it. Love it. Um, two is be yourself. You know where I see so many people try to be the next George Strait. Oh, that's going to be the next George Strait, or that's going to be the next whoever. You got to be the first you, and that that's a huge piece of advice because that's um, I couldn't agree more. I. That one we could talk on for a while, so just be the best you we'll talk on that one next time, for yeah, sure. right, we'll talk on that in w w e next time, but be the best uh be the best you and be the be the next you don't you know you don't have to be the next anybody, and three is don't get so trapped in in creating this this rock star image where you you really fuck up your life. You know, because I think we all could do that, and and we're trying to create this, you know, rock star, you know, living on the edge, bad boy image, and at the end of the day, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, they see you doing that stuff, and it's cool, but the next day at 8 a.m., they're not there, and they don't give a shit that you're, you know, um, wherever you may be, so don't don't get too wrapped up in yourself, and do, don't do get too wrapped up in, in creating this uh rock star persona we're not going to be motley crew or you know them guys have already done that stuff so we don't have to do what if it. i want to be no, I'm right sure. <laughs> i i do too you know i i
0: i mean i, I agree with that a lot i love like you those see guys a lot so of these much, guys jump you know, into the rock star lifestyle but yeah they're not it's, rock it's, stars it's yet so, so they it's can't so easy
1: to though it especially it really it's easy I'm it's sure. inviting
2: and downtown is, is one of those places where uh it's accessible and and i've learned that stuff the hard way and i didn't really have many like i've never had a lot of like issues but with alcohol and 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 being a yes man and and Mm -hmm. taking a shot with everybody in the crowd and you know they're not there when i'm when i'm dragging myself up the sidewalk and and with with throw up on everything and i threw up on on main stages and and Mm -hmm. i've fallen off the bar and Mm-hmm. You know that that's something, and I guess it it kind of came to a head when I would say three or four months ago I left left the purple place in a in an ambulance. So, um, wow! And that's because there was something in a drink that Again, that I could talk to you. Yeah, fix it say
0: we we can't start a new topic. Yeah. We're not starting a new one, but
2: <laughs> just don't get too wrapped up in in being a rock star. You uh, know, because yeah. eight AM you got to still be yourself. It am hits hard. Yeah. 8 yeah 8 it hits it hard. does
1: hit real hard, especially the older you get. I mean, I'm, I'm in my, I'm, I'm 35. So like when I moved here, when I was 25, like I cannot do the same things now. No. Like I definitely, I can't, I I need the sleep. I need the time off. I, I, I can't go balls to the wall. So I get it. Yeah. Well, Dalton man, I, I loved having you. Thank I, you. I really did. I man. love Thank being you. here. Guys. Thank you so Thank much. You. Um, Y'all make sure that you go check out all his stuff, follow him. I I definitely am. I'm a fan. I haven't even heard his music yet, so I'm excited. Uh, Bobby, once again, thank you, man, for, for making this always happen. My pleasure. I enjoy it. So, uh, Guys, make sure you follow our Instagram, Nashville for Nobodies. You can follow me all over social media,
0: at Base. Oh, I do have one more thing to add. I have <laughs> a Spotify playlist for the nashville for nobodies that has our guests music on it
1: oh that is why didn't i think of that that's amazing so
0: i will be sharing that all over facebook you'll have it so you can share it on instagram so yeah i've got the the original music from the guests that we've had this is amazing oh man i'm really excited for this hell yeah bob where can they find you at man i am story of bob everywhere search story of bob and i will pop up awesome
1: well guys thank y'all so much for tuning in dalton thank you once again for coming like you in guys. Uh, took a while always, but we finally got yeah, you <laughs> like hey no i mean we're, we're making dude we might have to go to two podcasts a week for recording because dude i got kids what do you want from me
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> see you know i don't have those problems anymore i'll make um, it work this is fun no so yeah y'all thank you so much for tuning in and uh we'll talk to you next time amf
0: bicycle hey guys thanks so much for listening to the podcast we have a great time putting it on for you so we really appreciate all of the listens if you have any questions or want to reach out to us we are on facebook and instagram so if you just search nashville for nobody's podcast we will pop up and you can interact with us that way we also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction so that'll be a whole lot of fun so as always it's never too late to tip your bartender and please don't forget to
3: tip your band